This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. Welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, RJ McCready, and for this episode, I'm going to be taking you back to the year in 2006 to look at Leonardo DiCaprio's action adventure political drama, Blood Diamond. So let's play you a trailer, and I'll see you soon. It came from the heart of the earth. stone so rare, men will do anything to possess it, and all who touch it are left with blood on their hands. A diamond is my ticket out of this god-forsaken continent. So what are you? Smuggler? You're a journalist. Sometimes you're here to make a difference, huh? And you're here to make a buck? You know, in America it's bling bling, but out here it's bling bang. Where did you bury it? The only reason you're still alive is because you haven't told anyone where it is. You will find it for me. My son! Where is my son? What if I helped you find your family? That makes us partners! I am not your partner! You're using him. I'm using him, and you are using me, and this is how it works. You're gonna steal this time. I am his father! I must go find him! You gonna show us where it's hidden? That diamond's the only chance he has of getting his son back. What if I wanted to go with you? Give a damn who's down there. Kill them all. Give it to me. Damn it, where it is? Damn My family? My home? I don't lost everything! I will find you. If it takes my life. Welcome back. So the synopsis of this film is a fisherman, a smuggler and a syndicate of businessmen wit over the possession of a priceless diamond. It's got a 2 hour and 23 minute runtime. It's got 8.1 on IMBD. It's rated a 15 and it was directed by Edward Swick. Uh, he's made other movies such as The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, Glory with Matthew Broderick and Defiance with Daniel Craig. So there's, there is a pattern 
with his style of making of movie making uh, when you look at his, his other films they are they are grounded um, they're action adventure movies but they've also got like a political statement in there as well and this ties in with this movie that we're, we're talking about today so the director is very clever at doing that that's kind of like his signature in, in directing and filmmaking the film was backed by Warner Brothers for 100 million dollars and it had a healthy return back in 2006 uh, with a good box office of 171 million dollars so it did quite well um, got music by James Newton Howe an incredible score to this movie um, James Newton Hound's also done films for uh, the the Nolan Batman movies, uh, King Kong, and Waterworld, which I've spoken about before on the show. And the cast of this movie is fantastic. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio, who plays Danny Archer, uh, Jermaine Newsom as Solomon Vandy, Jennifer Connelly as Maddie Bowen, and Arnold Vuslu as Colonel Cortez. So it's just to name some of the actors in this film. Um, so yeah, that's that's the building block. But let's let's get into this. I mean, um, I went to go and watch this back in two thousand and six, and I went in with low expectations for some reason. I, was, I don't know what I was expecting. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of Leonardo DiCaprio at the time. Um, I saw him in Titanic. He was okay in that, but um, at the time, I just thought he might have just been possibly just this sort of one one hit wonder type guy. I don't know why, it's just what went through my mind until I watched this film and I remember coming out of the cinema and thinking, wow, that was a really good movie and that was a really good performance from uh, DiCaprio. I think the film, as much as I've said, it's got a um, political message in it about the Blood Diamonds, which I think works really well and it really does open your eyes up. Um, I think it's one of my favourite DiCaprio performances. Uh, some, he gets a little bit, let's just say, mixed reviews on his South African accent. I've just spoken to people when I when I talk about this film, but um, people say either say it's good or mm, yeah, it's okay, or they say oh yeah, I can get used to his his accent. I personally think that he pulled it off really well. As soon as I watched it, I thought, oh wow, this is DiCaprio. He's putting on a really good performance in the movie. I picked up on that straight away when I watched it at the, at the cinema. Even to the point where I, I came on, I thought if, if 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 Caprio continued talking like this in other movies, I I I was like sold with that. So it was almost like I I, I was sold with him being a South African. Um, and then on top of his performance, uh, you got an, another incredible performance by Jermaine Houston, who plays Solomon Vandy in this movie, and he. Uh, I remember him from Gladiator, uh, so he was really doing really well, and he has done really well. You, you see him in um, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy of, of recent. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, yes, she's she's uh, some '80s royalty as well um, from a film that I love from the '80s, and I know a lot of other people do. You remember her from a film called Labyrinth, where she plays the protagonist in that movie, trying to uh, get through the maze of David Bowie. Uh, again, great performance. I can't, I can't sort of rate this, this the performances in this movie enough. And also Arnold Vuslu, who plays Colonel Cortez from um, I remember him from the Mummy from 1999. So yeah, it's just um, for me going into the film, not really expecting too much to the coming out saying this is a really good film. 
And as I mentioned, it, it's got that uh, a political message about the blood arms. Let me talk about that very quickly. Um, I never realised that there were conflict diamonds back at that time. That was just... And I think that was the thing with this movie. It opened up a lot of people's you know, minds to that. And I, I came away thinking, wow, you know... Is is that is that what's is is that what's happening? Um, and I, be honest with you, I never really looked at diamonds again in the, in the same way. Um, so I think the film worked in that way, and I think there were campaigns, and um, this movie certainly sent that message out, and I think it did tarnish the trade, and quite rightly so. Um, whilst I'm on the subject of that, let's just talk about the um, premise of this movie. Um, so it is based in the time of the Sierra Leone Civil War in 1991. So the country was torn between the government and the lawless and an insurgent force, which the you had the government fighting a, a rebel insurgent called the RUF. The Revolutionary United Front, which was a real insurgence, and this was a real war that went on for 11 years, and I think it finished um, in 2002, so it went on for a long time. Um, it also touches on the Danny Archer character being him, him being an ex-soldier that fought in a war back in the 60s into the 70s, which was the Rhodesian Bush War, and he's part of 32 Battalion. And what's interesting here when I watch this is that I actually worked with a guy uh, back in the day when I used to work in a boatyard on the uh, south coast of England, and um, the guy that I worked with was South African. He actually told me about this war. Um, back in when I worked with him in the early 90s and when, when he told me that he was a soldier or an ex-soldier I went oh okay you know oh did you you know I just thought oh did you fight in the Falklands or uh, was you in the Gulf War and he said no I was actually in the Rhodesian um, Civil War and I was like wow what was that and he said exactly yeah it's a war that not many people know about so I, I was kind of familiar with uh, the Danny Archer character in this movie and um and the interesting thing with with this was i was in my teens so i was i was in all the stories that he was telling me but he was saying at the same time and it was something that i picked up on with the arch character in this movie which i thought just tied into someone who i knew was in this conflict was he my friend had carried the same sort of facial expressions where i was interested and he was basically saying well and it was actually something that I'll I will never forget what he said to me. And he said, "Just uh, just remember one thing." He said, uh, "Fighting a war is nothing to be proud of, and you know, pray that you never have to." And from from a teenage age, I was like, it, it hit me, and I I came away and I thought, "Wow, you know, I could see the emotions in his face." Um, so then, watching this film. Um, I just remembered the guy that I worked with and I thought okay so this is you know a movie that's kind of given me an ounce of the uh, atrocities of war and I could sort of see what he was then saying so I think that's the reason why I like this film a little bit more because I know someone um, who was in involved in it and could re relate to it in some ways um, but having said that so you've got the, um, the the atrocities of war and it shows that in this film but then it also, it's it's very clever to be able to give you a film which has got all the elements of a good movie where you've got a little bit of a romance between uh, Jennifer Connelly and Danny Archer. Um, they throw in some really good action. Um, 
they throw in some very sort of like say harsh moments of um, war atrocities especially with the uh, child soldiers and the chopping off of arms and the the rebels and then on top of all of that all of the atrocities and the awfulness which is portrayed in this movie uh, you've then got people trying to make money out of it with the conflict diamonds who should right, quite rightly say be, be named and shamed so the film really carries that off it gives you a, a good action movie but it also tells you that as well which um, makes you come away so it, it's a very blend very clever blend of of the two which i think works really well and the other thing is this film for me it's it's a two and a half hour movie but it does run very quick and i don't feel like i'm watching a two and a half hour movie so it runs at a really good pace so the film itself is um it, it's basically a a, a rescue movie at the core where you've got um, the Solomon Vandy character at the beginning with his family in the middle of this conflict trying to make a life for himself he's a farmer he loves his he loves his son uh, dear he's trying to send him to school he's trying to make a, a better life for himself and I think it's some incredible acting by Jermaine Houston and the way the movie starts you've got the it comes on the screen blood diamond You've got a beautiful pan shot of the sun um, setting in the background, and the music by James Newton Howe. It's very—it reminded me of um, Gladiator. It was very spiritual, had a nice African theme to it. So you you, you introduce to our character, um, then they are overthrown by the rebels. Um, Jermaine Houston gets captured. Uh, there's a like as I mentioned already, there's an awful scene where. Uh, the these poor village people they're getting their arms chopped off by the rebels to stop them from signing um, there's also an incredible performance by David Harwood he's an English actor and he plays Captain Paul's Poison um, does a great job in, in this as the uh, rebel captain uh, so then you've got um, Vandy's son gets taken by the rebels he gets turned into a, ch a child soldier so now he is, he's aimed to try and get his, his boy back. And I think that always works very well in a movie when you've got a father or mother or parent trying to get their, their children back. And I think for me, uh, that that works every time being a parent, parent myself. Or even if you're not a parent, you know, it's just trying to get a loved one back. So that works for me in a the film. Then introduced to um, Danny Archer, who is... When you think about it, he's, he's not a nice bloke. He's not a, he's not a nice guy. He's he's working for the Vanderkamp um, Diamond Corporation. He's out there. He's trying to make a buck for himself. He's the middleman, and they show you how he's um, smuggling the diamonds, and they're basically washing them through to make them look like they're clean mark diamonds before they get through to the the, the markets out in other countries. Um, but yeah, he's, he's an interesting character for me because he's a story of his own redemption. I think there is a there's a good man in there, but he he's after his own financial game, and I think it's just the environment that he is in. It's as I mentioned before when he was in the Three Two Battalion fighting in the Bush War. He's obviously experienced some atrocities in his life. He knows that if he doesn't raise his game in the environment that he is in, he will be dead. So I think it's it's a case of him being underneath it, 
I think there is a good guy there, which you you find out throughout the movie, and it's a story of his redemption. So he's an interesting character to me. And then the way his story unfolds to time with Solomon Vandy is that a diamond um, smuggling campaign goes wrong for him. He gets captured, he gets arrested, and he gets thrown into the same jail as uh, Vandy. Um, I forgot to mention that Vandy actually finds a blood diamond in a harvest camp and it gets overrun by the government troops and he gets captured. Um, So that's what brings these two together and he finds out through Vandy that he has a diamond. So Archer gets released and now it becomes a movie of basically, if you help me, I will help you. Um, So they get released from prison and now Archer is trying to form this uneasy alliance along the way he arms himself with a weapon and he goes to a bar in Freetown and this is where he meets Jennifer Connolly who is a journalist and she picks up on him and she indicates that he is possibly a smuggler and she tries to get this story out of him so that ties that up and then Freetown gets overrun and this is at a time where Archer is talking to Vandy and he says look you know you want me to help you find your son, you're going to help me find find this diamond. At the same time, it's a, it's a great action scene. You've got the uh, RUF invading uh, Freetown. You've got the drug government troops fighting back. Um, you've got our two main characters now running through the town. They're trying to get away. And it's a great action set piece. You've got explosions. And it did remind me of a, a set piece right out of um, Black Hawk Down with all the actions and the explosions and the fighting. So they managed to get out of Freetown and now they're now on a journey to um, find Solomon's family. So this is part of the deal. So Archer's basically saying, if I get you your family, then will you tell me where the diamond is? So they get to the refugee camp and they do find his family, but then his son, Deer, is missing because he's been turned into a child soldier. And this is where they meet Jennifer Connolly again. And you get a good conversation between Ardra and Connolly now where he's basically saying, look, yeah, I'm, I am what I am. I, I, I want to try and find this diamond. But you need to try and help this guy find his family. It's interesting what Connolly says here. She goes, well, why should I help one person out? And she kind of contradicts herself to what she said earlier. And she goes, oh, I can't believe I just said that. Um, so you get some really good tie-ins here with the, with the characters. It's got this like Jennifer Connelly is trying to get a story. Danny Archer is in it in it for himself because I actually thought at this point he was actually doing a good thing by him trying to find his family, but he's not. He's he's, he's for his own gain to try and find this diamond. But Dio's missing. Solomon Vandy's son is has been captured. So now it becomes a, a a rescue movie to try and find his son because Vandy said, look. Unless I get him, I'm not going to tell you where this diamond is. And the other thing I forgot to mention here is now is that uh, Archer has also struck a deal with his old um, colonel from the Bush Wars. And this is Colonel Cortez, who has now set up his own private army. He actually got him a release from prison with a deal um, for for the diamond. And he now knows that in order to try and get this diamond, he's going to need his help. So they need to go to Kono. And the way they do this is that they pretend to be journalists, so they jump on a bus. Vandy's, there's a little bit of humour here where he says, you know, I'm, I'm the cameraman. So they t- chuck, chuck a little bit of humour into the movie with everything else. And uh, along the way, they get attacked by the RUF again. Uh, the bus blows up. They have to carry on on foot. 
They then come across a, a friendly uh, militant men. They come across a character called Ben Capernay, and he is trying to help out the, the local villagers. He's trying to sort of keep people away from this conflict. He's a, he's a kind man. And then you get a little bit of downtime in the movie here between uh, Archer and Connolly. There's a little bit of character building here where Archer basically tells her about um, him being a soldier in the past and how it has kind of messed him up a little bit. And then Jennifer Connolly talks about her father, but there's just a little bit of Archer saying, you know, oh, you know, you Americans like to show your emotions. And he's basically saying, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a man that wants to show that emotion. So there's a little bit of a bit of character building there between the two. But at the same time, there is a little bit of a romance between them. But uh, what's clever with this movie is they indicate a romance and it does work, but it never gets to them you know, taking each other's clothes off and, you know, sleeping with each other. It doesn't go down that route, and I think that's very clever how it does that. It just indicates a romance, and it just works very well for the movie. So they manage to get to um, Kono. They see Colonel Cortez. And again, you get another bit of character building here between Kurt Cortez and Archer, where Cortez comes out and says something to Archer. Um, he says to him that you will never leave Africa, Africa is in your blood. And he picks up the soil and he says, you know why the soil's red, Danny? It's because of all the conflicts we've had in our country, all the blood that's been spilt. So there's a little bit of a spiritual thing there as well. So as I said at the beginning of the, the episode, this story is about uh, the redemption of Archer. And as he, as he goes along, he is actually being stripped of all his selfishness and without him really wanting to do it he's actually put on the path of being becoming a good good person which which kind of unfolds a little bit later on so Archer makes an agreement with Cortez it's like a 60 40 they're sort of balancing out a deal here between each other and then Archer goes with Vandy on foot to find the um, camp from the beginning where Vandy um, buried the diamond but you get a part in here between Archer and Jennifer Connolly she doesn't really want him to go but he says that you know you get on get on that plane and she says to him you know uh, it's, it's a nice it's a nice conversation between the two she says you know my, my sisters have married good men but I've you know I've pretty much always chosen the adventurer types and you, she's basically saying I've, in a way that she is falling for this guy and she says that, you know, call me when you get there. And he, and he basically says to her, I will as soon as I get to her telephone. Um, so now you've got this scene where Vandy and Archer, they go off, they go into the jungle, they try and find the camp. Uh, there's some good moments between them. There's some comic moments here where um, Solomon is asking Archer all these questions and he comes out, you sure not a journalist or something like that? So it's a little bit of comic between them. But then there's a little bit of um, a moment where Vandy puts their lives into danger when he shouts out at a RUF convoy thinking that his son's on board and they have to run away. And this is where Archer says to him, he says, if you do that again, I'm going to kill you. And he actually pulls out a gun and puts it to his head and what's interesting with this moment here is that for someone Vandy actually comes out and says something that Archer said at the beginning which I've got to say he says something along the way where um, I'm already dead you know that's, I, I already know my fate so that's what Archer comes out and says but then when at this moment when he's 
pointing the gun at, at Vandy saying, you do that again or we'll kill you. Uh, Vandy basically comes, well, just do it. You know, just shoot me because I'm already dead. And there's, it's a very clever moment between the two because this is where Archer knows that him and Vandy are pretty much the same same person in this. And he, Archer doesn't say that, but you can see it in his, in his face where he's going, well, that's what I say. Um, so yeah, again, it's it's all this movie is continually giving you character development. So they get to the RUF camp. It's night time. Archer says we'll go in in the morning, um, but then Archer also comes out and says, "Look, I don't think your son's going to be there. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call in Colonel Cortez. He's going to put in an airstrike, so that's he's going to divert the the, the rebels." whilst we flank in round the back where your diamond's buried and then we'll go and get it and then we'll go. But then Vandy says to him, well, that wasn't a deal. You was going to get my son. I know, I think my son's down there. And Archer says, no, your son's, your son's not there. We're going to go and get the diamond. So during the night, Vandy sneaks into the camp. He tries to get his son. And now he gets captured by Captain Poison and he says to him look I've dug and dug and dug and I try to find that diamond now you're going to find it for me and at the same time it's, it, come, it comes a morning Archer calls in the airstrike the helicopter turns up and now you get uh, your third and final act action scene which is great you get the gunship helicopter that comes down starts shooting shooting the camp um, you've got Vandy, who has a final standoff with Captain Poison, actually kills him with a shovel. And now you've got Arch, and this is where he has that turn of redemption. He now comes in, armed with an AK-47, he's running around, he's shooting the bad guys, and now he, he goes in to go and rescue Deer, which I think is fantastic. He, he now becomes like the rescuer. You get a great scene now where the helicopter comes in, it's shooting, Arch is trying to run away, and he's got um, Deer with him. Then after the battle, uh, Colonel Cortez turns up and he basically says to Vandy, you're going to tell me where that diamond is. And now you've got Archer who's caught between the two and he's saying, look, he says to Vandy, he says, you need to tell him where that diamond is because otherwise he's going to kill you. And then Archer does something here where he's, at the same time he's trying to save Vandy's life, he says, look, he tells Cortez that's his son, he will do, he'll tell you anything because of his son. And then Cortez puts a gun up against uh, Vandy's son head and he says you gotta tell me so they go to the location and he finds the diamond and it's like it's just that forever that double cross in this movie um, Vandy manages to distract one of uh, Cortez's soldiers whilst Archer then shoots them and you get a, you get a shootout between Archer and Cortez and Archer kills him and this is where he comes out and says a line which he said earlier. He says, TIA, Danny, this is Africa. And then Danny shoots him dead. Um, but throughout the, the gunfight, you don't see this straight away, but um, Archer comes out and says, you better got that diamond, don't you? And Archer's been shot. And now he's trying to get them away to safety. But Archer's been wounded that bad that he can't make it and now this is where it's the turn he now says look you know I'm not going to make it he says you take that diamond you get it to um, Jennifer Connolly's character and she will help you get it to the right place and actually I forgot to mention this earlier this, this is where 
Archer, before going to the encampment, he actually gave Connolly a book with the um, all the Vanderkamp details. So that would enable her to release a story. So he's done the right thing there and he helps Fandy get away. There's the RUF soldiers coming in, he's shooting them. And he says, look, you get away. And he gives him a, gives Fandy a gun. He says, if that pilot tries to double cross you, just shoot him. And now you get a really good scene in. I think this works really well. Um, it's a bit I liked about the film. It's, it, it's a sad bit because, a spoiler here, but Archer is dying and he dies in this movie but I think it's just great how it ends because ultimately he's he's found his redemption he knows he's going to die and it ties in the bit when he spoke to Colonel Cortez where he says you know it's in your blood Danny you'll, you'll never leave Africa and he picks up the red soil and his blood is going into the soil <clears throat> and he has a uh, one last telephone call with uh, Connolly and he basically says you know I'm glad I met you. I'm not going to make it, but make sure that Vandy get you know. You make sure you get the story out, and you help Vandy, and you help his family out. So it's it really ties it up that bit. It, it's almost like as I said before with other movie reviews, something that happens at the beginning is something that bookends at the end. You've got Archer that starts off, and then Archer at the end where he's he's found his redemption, and it almost felt a little bit. Um, like Gladiator Spiritual where you know another spot here where Maximus dies and he, he knows that his fate's sealed so it, it kind of felt like the same thing uh, so then it goes to the, the end of the movie it's sort of tying off now and I forgot to mention you've got uh, Martin not Martin Sheen you've got Michael Sheen in this who's uh, who is Vanderkamp and he takes the diamond <clears throat> And Connolly takes photographs of the um, meetings to try and get the, the story out. And then the film ends with something that really did happen in 2000, which is the uh, Kimberley Process Certification Scheme, where um, the country has become familiar with what's happening with the uh, conflict diamonds. So that's how the film ends with Vandy. Um, stood at the conference and he's obviously going to talk about the uh, the conflict diamonds. Um, so yeah, and that's how it ends. So it's yes, it's a, it's a good film. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. Um, also, the thing I was going to mention as well, it it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of it was like a more of a political version of Romance in the Stone from the eighties. It's like you know the Archer character is a little bit like. Uh, Jack T. Colton, which is uh, another good movie from the um, 80s. So uh, there you go, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, as always, I'll do a little bit of admin before I close up the show. So I am a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. So please go and check out all the other shows on there, including my other show, which is the Mystery Vault Podcast. Um, just running a little bit late on one of the episodes there, but hopefully I should have an, uh, a new episode out this week, which is... The finding of Noah's Ark. So I'll be having a look at that. Um, I'll be coming back soon. I've got a couple of um, guests coming on board. I've got Kung Fu Dave coming on board for um, the historical epic, which is Braveheart. And then I've got Mark Lockhart joining me for Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. So there'll be a couple of fun episodes um, in the works. And uh, you can also find Bite Size Cinema on iTunes, Spotify, 
uh, YouTube and several other players if you put in Bite Size Cinema Podcast into Google. Um, I've got a Facebook page, it's where I'm most active and it's the best place to contact me, so if, you, if there's any films that you want me to uh, review, let me know. Um, so yeah, that's it guys, so as always, keep it bite size, keep it safe and I'll see you soon. this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.